new for 96 with your hosts Kevin McCauley and Chris Nguyen. <laughs> Didn't make any sound at all. It made a huge sound. Don't do it again. Okay. Now people are just going to think you're an alcoholic. How would they get that idea? It's hard to say. Hello, Chris. Hi, Kevin. I guess we're recording another episode of <laughs> Do for 96. Ooh, wow. I'm still not used to adjusting these knobs and levers. We went off the charts there. Yeah. Yeah. That's In a bad good. way, though. That's good. Oh, no. okay. Like off a cliff, really. Uh, anyways, how's your week? Uh, adequate. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. How about you? Best you can hope for. Uh, okay. Being it Tuesday and all. Yes. Um, I've gotten a few things done. Really? Yeah. Really, I've just solved some inconveniences that I've created for myself, which I do quite frequently. Do you still have four automobiles? Boy, are you noticing that the street wasn't flooded with my decrepit vehicles? Uh, Actually, no, because usually there's one uh, in the shop or something. Yeah, you are correct because there is currently one in the shop. So no, the street is not currently completely flooded with my cars. But it's and one of three in the shop instead of one of four. Four. And in fact, I now no longer have four. I am a proper three-car single family. Uh, so yeah, I no longer have the GTI. It was sold uh, late You last sold week. the GTI? Yeah. <laughs> Don't act so surprised. Uh, yeah, I sold it last week. Um, and a burden off my shoulders, if I'm honest, because I just wasn't into maintaining that car further. Mm-hmm. And I just, okay, here's what I've learned. Um, it's impossible to ha- it's impossible for me to have an actual beater. Like I can have a daily driver, but I'm going to want to make that daily driver perfect no matter what. And that car was perfect for just, um, uh, a daily beater because it was while it was in like 85% good aesthetic condition the headliner was collapsing the headliner was collapsing and then I got that fixed and then there was a key scratch on the side and then I got that fixed out of pocket you have a lot of enemies yep yep uh, and then I, I steadily started like tallying up like how much money I was putting into this car that it, I didn't really love and uh, I realized that like I'd much rather put that into another car so, I'm pretending that I didn't know this because we recorded this last week and we Chris did. said some deeply offensive thing about what he calls, quote, GTI people. I've said nothing of the sort. I and love the Tartan community. Uh, with all due respect, you were too drunk to remember any of this conversation. That's true. I also said it from the floor as I had <laughs> collapsed uh, at that point. That's why the mics didn't pick it up. No, 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 no. Uh, anyways, uh, long story short... Good car, just not for me. Very glad to have it um, out of my care because um, I no longer was going to be a good caretaker for it. And yeah. so, um, yeah, so long, Tartan. Tar-tar, you were going to sell it Tartan. privately, and yeah, I was looking forward to it. I was trying to say ta-ta, but uh, I was going to sell it privately. Uh, I was going to help you take some pictures of it. I was I actually know. excited, even though it's 100 degrees outside. Mm-hmm. I was excited to... I know. I had the plans because I actually bought it for a very low price and um, stood to make probably uh, 100% on it um, had I kept it in the original condition and had it been sellable at that condition for 100%. Uh, But instead, I kept putting money into it 
and I sold it for probably 15 to 20% less than I wanted to sell it because I sold it to um, one of those car, I sold it to like a, the equivalent of a CarMax um, uh, dealership and they offered me like a fair but on the low side price for it and honestly like the convenience factor because I have I have to do so many things to the other cars that like I was glad to have it out of my hair and I, I didn't lose money on it um, I just didn't make as much money as I thought I was going to make on what it. Was the, what was that process like very you said it was convenient i mean do you just show it up was. and say i like here's the thing is that like they're located their main place is located out in stafford texas which mm-hmm. is about half an hour away from where i am and the, which is the equivalent to about three hours for me like mentally and so uh they apparently because they just uh their whole model is they're the largest ebay dealership apparently like they wrote a book self-published uh, <laughs> about being the biggest. The book is available on eBay. Yeah, uh, about being how they got to be the biggest eBay dealership, etc. Anyways, I actually bought the E ninety from them uh, years ago, and it was mm. uh, it when I bought it, it was uh, exactly what I was looking for in terms of like ownership history, etc. Presentation, and the car checked out fine, and I was kind of convinced on them at least for if you want that kind of easy process. Um, and so I thought I'd give them a try as far as selling a car and yeah it, it was pretty simple you know i just i went to their office uh one of their satellite offices i guess and they had one like literally downtown so two miles from my office wow. and uh i went there uh they appraised the car they gave me um again a reasonable but on the lower side uh but um i was kind of okay with it like I think about the fact that I, if I had just kind of like waited, put a little bit more effort into trying to sell the car, and I've done this before, but I just it was it just I I didn't have the energy in me, not right now. So um, I'm okay with what happened. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's good for your health. <laughs> yeah, I was worried. Yeah, because like there are many other things that endanger my health. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to make the glass clink, but it yeah, didn't really clink. Yeah, just smash it right into the mic. That's yeah, one way. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, I test drove an E92 from them. Oh, yeah, that's right. At 335 many that. years ago. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. That's actually the kind of the cool thing. And we're not mentioning them directly by name. <laughs> although just did. I know, I know. Uh, but they're actually kind of a neat dealership in that, like, I remember test driving several cars there before I bought that E90. And what they do is they literally... Like any other dealership, they take your license, uh, you're in like a short queue, and then they hand you the keys, and they say, just come back in about half an hour, and you're just by yourself with the car. Yeah, and then when you're done, they never call you, they no. never harass you or bug no. you or, or keep you on your mailing list for six years. Like, they, yeah. they've got bigger things to deal with than you, so it's like, you get out of there, and you're done. I just drove a 996 from there, and a 335, so that was like the only time I've driven the... Uh, that turbo in line six. Yeah, no, I it, and they have exotic cars. They have well for those they need like you, you have to put down like a oh yeah yeah a large deposit I yeah. think so I think I went and they had because they have stuff on the lot that's very interesting. I mean this yeah. was five years ago. They had like an E sixty eight M five and, yeah. and a Nismo three fifty Z and these yeah. I mean this is maybe it was more than five. They years also ago. have vintage cars too, um, which I don't I, again I have no idea what the process is for. Uh, I mean, I think, getting to test I think drive you one, put but... down like a deposit. I want to say like fifteen hundred or two thousand yeah. or five thousand dollars. Which honestly, I mean, if you get it back, that's not yeah. bad for half no, an hour. No. You know, 
by yourself in uh, a car. So, um, yeah, and actually, they let me take it out for a PPI, like, when I bought that E90. Like, I took it out for, like, four hours, I think. Um, so, yeah, you know, overall, no one likes buying from a dealership if they don't have to. Uh, but it honestly was not that bad. So, um, and... I will say that like my last dealership experience, which was by buying it, uh, buying the E ninety one, was actually pretty positive too. It was very low pressure. Yeah, they were they were really nice, yeah. and they treated you. I feel like as nice as they would if you were buying a new eighty eight thousand dollar five series GT, which we saw in the showroom. <laughs> like they treated yeah. you like you were a see a I don't, I don't know what to say. Like they treated like you a very, a very valuable customer that was yeah. spending money. It doesn't matter the amount. Yeah. And and I thought that was yeah. And I'll say that good. it's BMW North, and it was uh, yeah, it was a good experience. Um, and uh, I I mean like I've had good and bad experiences both um, at dealerships, and I mean it is what it is. I mean like if you see the car that you want and it's the thing that you want, you know. You sometimes have to put up with it, except when you're selling yeah. a car and you're really tired, and then you're willing to lose like a certain amount. Uh, just deal with the convenience. But now so, you don't have to deal with it, and you can go lose money on your other three cars. Yeah, this is true. Uh, speaking of which, yeah, the uh, the Cayman currently is um, at a shop. I always say like a reputable shop because every shop in my head, I've done like all this like weird research, which means like looking up Google reviews. And I think, like, oh, man, yeah, like, this shop, this is the one. This is the one that's not going to disappoint me. Uh, and I'm hoping they, they aren't because the way that I found out about them, and the guy, the service advisor um, at the shop asked me, oh, how did, so how did you hear about us? And I said, okay, well, uh, I was at a store once, and I parked next to a 500E, a Mercedes 500E, and rare car, um, E-Class with a Porsche motor, uh, or built by Porsche, like mm -hmm. I should say. Um, and uh, it had like the plate frame. It said um, Texas German Auto House on it. And also the initials, TGA as the vanity plate. And so I thought it was kind of cool that this was like potentially a shop car for a shop. Um, so I finally like called them up because I have like some very minor needs on the car. Um, things that uh, I I had the intention of doing myself. I bought the parts, um, and I'm just kind of out of time at the moment to do things like that. And it's really hot outside. Uh, so I'm taking it to them. I'm just going to have them take care of it. And the guy, yeah, they were super nice. Uh, what are some of those things? Uh, so a common thing with 987s and 997s is the, it's kind of weird. Like, so basically one day I pulled on the door handle and I heard a snap and the door handle kind of swung freely a little bit it still worked except that like it would basically activate the the window drop mechanism like if you've ever driven a frameless door two-door car uh like the windows usually drop to do you remember what the first car that you sat in that, that had window drop was Probably a Z3. Ooh, I think that had auto. Uh, yeah, auto I think it did too. Yeah. I had the first, my first was a, it was an E36 oh, M3. Okay. And I just thought it was like the most uh, futuristic technology. No, the coupe. Is that frameless? It's frameless. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Okay, that blows my mind because I didn't even think about that. Yeah, um, and it had the window drop, and I was like, "This is yeah, mystical technology." Yeah, because and isn't that kind of silly? I was thinking about that today about like because I would. Uh, 
I wanted to get some things coded on the BMW. Um, and what is this? Coded? Coded. 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 Yeah. Yeah. What? You can activate speakers at BMW, like why they charge you, you like $900 I thought you were talking do. about coding your front grills in black. Yeah. The yeah. kidney grills. That's what I mean. Okay. Just kidding. I would never do that. I would roll it into the bayou before I would do that. Thank you. Uh, but, um, yeah, so... Um, now you made me lose my train of thought. I don't even know where the fuck I am. Uh, what were we talking about? Um, we'll be right back. <laughs> I think we were talking After about the, we were talking about your broken door on the Cayman. Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah, of course yeah. it doesn't know I how know, to make we... simple things like door handles yeah. and headliners. I Is know. your headliner still falling down? <sighs> don't even start with that. Yes. Uh, so. This weekend, while I was putting up a sunshade, I flipped down my visors only to see that underneath the visor, the headliner started drooping in a, like, modern car. And, like, you know, not to say that Porsches are built to a higher standard, because honestly, like, I think all of the engineering really goes into, at least in that generation, all the engineering goes into, like, the drivetrain, and mm -hmm. everything else is basically Volkswagen quality. Uh, and much like the Mark Six GTI had drooping headliner, and that was an '11, and this is an '09 Cayman, the headliner starting to droop, and that's a thing that happens on these cars commonly, apparently. And then the other thing is that the door drop or the door thing basically it doesn't affect operation; like it closes and the door drops. It's, it's like really. Jangly. It's just flimsy. Yeah, yeah. it's just like kind of like flimsy, and then like the door, uh, the window drop, like activates like with a with your breath blowing on it so it's it's annoying so i'm getting that fixed which requires it's just basically like this counterweight that activates like the button etc uh and holds the handle in place um and it's not a, a huge deal it's probably like a couple hours worth of work but uh and the other thing is like the front trunk button is like came loose uh so you have to replace the uh assembly there for that um, which is really annoying. Like, nothing ever goes wrong with a car, like, for the important parts. It's all mm -hmm. the little stupid things that you don't... So can you not open the front trunk? I can't. Notice... I have to, like, jiggle the button until a signal is received. Notice we are not saying frunk, because neither yeah. of us believe in no. saying that. You I just mean, say front trunk. It depends just... on the company. I will say no. frunk to people, but not to you. What? Really? Yeah, you're kind of like that. Oh. Yeah. Anyways. Um, people will try to say frunk to me and yeah. i say no yeah you are mistaken i don't know who you are <laughs> yeah uh so that happens i mean it was functional i've had that um kind of uh these are the the only things that i've ever really deferred on the car like in terms of maintenance because they didn't really impact the functionality of the car just it was an inconvenience and the other thing is oh i'm um, having the exhaust tip straightened because, like, the previous shop, like, when they fastened, like, a, or fixed a rattle, they, like, didn't, they didn't straighten the exhaust tip, and it really has bothered me for a long time, and I don't, what I... If, what about getting your badge fixed? Are you going to do that? I'm going to get the badge fixed because the people who did the ceramic, um, took off the badge to apply the ceramic, polish and apply the ceramic, and then they attached the badge on crooked, and I, I've taken it back to them twice to get it fixed, and they're just so hesitant to do it 
because they don't want to have to like reapply the ceramic and it's just a back and forth thing so i might have like our friendly detailer do it um and just be done with it but it that's something that's also bothered me for a long time but it's just such a low priority um, it's such an unforced error like it's I like know. this wasn't this was fine yeah and then they removed the badge yeah and they asked you do you want us to make the badge <laughs> black which i find so funny oh, because God. i'm sure that the take rate on that is probably like 80 percent. Really i'm high. sure it's really they high. asked my like it's just silver painted and they when they called me when after, but the car is black why wouldn't you want the badge black too yeah why didn't you, why wouldn't you want everything black it on came the in triple black cab coupe 2018 and uh this is our society now um so other than that that's basically all that needs to be done on the car to mm -hmm. be like basically fully intact. Um, and then I'm probably going to list it for sale um, soon enough. Uh, but that means that I probably won't list it until next year. Um, so that's that for the camera. We have to pressure you. I will pressure you. I know. Our half dozen listeners will pressure you. Yeah. Well, that's, that's it. Oh, I will say this though. Cause I hadn't driven it in a while. Um, uh, especially, you know, whenever uh, whenever you buy a car, you're just kind of like very interested in driving it um, for a while. And I've been driving the E91 for a while just to get used to it and just to kind of enjoy it. Um, and I've been really enjoying it. Uh, but then this weekend I drove the Cayman. Um, there was the Lone Star PCA meet mm -hmm. and I drove it there. And actually I did miss driving it. It's yeah. still, it's a really good car. It is. Like, and... Um, like when it just it feels so because I've been driving the other cars for so long that I forgot how different like a Porsche feels um, because it 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 is kind of purpose built um, even a base came in like everything's just a, like a little bit heavier and a little bit harder and like you can hear like if you've ever just like even when the car is off and you're shifting through the gears like hearing that metallic clank mm -hmm. is it's really nice. Like it is, it's just, yeah. it's one of those things. Um, so, but you know, it's time to move on. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I'm really interested in getting into an air cool and I'm out of spaces to park fragile cars. So that one, and that'll be the most fragilest of them all. I know. So take it from me. <laughs> that one must go before, um, another fragile Fabergé egg takes its place. You were begging me to talk about the Prius mm -hmm. before we started. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, just an update. I actually didn't. I forgot you had a Prius I know. until now. I do too, and I drive it but quite frequently. Yeah, I insist. Please, Kevin. Oh, what yeah. about your Prius? <sighs> well, um, it. I I took it in to a shop just like a normal person because that's the thing with this car. It's it's so refreshing to just have a normal car that I can just take wherever. Like I could just leave it somewhere and it'll get fixed. I don't even know where. And uh, so I took it to a place that was. A half mile from my house and I said why is my AC not working and they 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 charged the Freon mm -hmm. and what? then they, I came back and there was no leaks and then they said oh well it's because your battery is failing and I was mm -hmm. like oh so I am going to replace the battery probably I would do it this week but I'm traveling this week so I will probably do it next week isn't this amazing like basically the it, this is like the equivalent of replacing like a transmission it's like this major it's a major momentum, thing like uh this will cost component this will cost as much as three oil changes <laughs> in my 911 to replace the battery and, and, and i will gain like 20 miles per gallon yeah so 
I I when I once owned a Prius, I like got into hypermiling, not in an annoying way. Like it was kind of like a Frogger game whenever you were doing it, but I did eke out like sixty miles per gallon. That's amazing. Yeah, city. Oh. And then that got really tiring really I fast. I hate to interrupt you. This is very important. Oh On the way here, okay. I saw yes. a third-gen Prius with FRS wheels. Dear God, we're yeah. on to this now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how did it look? It looked, it looked pretty good. See the world that you're living in now? Uh, yeah, I've got both eyes open. No one can relate. Um, what is this? Sure they can. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you're considering to do this... Um, your vehicle no mine are fine mm-hmm. and i've got mm-hmm. new tires on half of it yeah let me be clear if the prius was my only vehicle i would kill myself mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not so mm-hmm. i can enjoy having a summer beater that yeah. is so much less stressful than any of your cars yeah 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 i really miss having that gti now <laughs> not really um, not really because if anything broke on the gti it would cost you a battery of yeah, a prius yeah this basically. is like the most this I, is seriously like the worst case scenario for okay, a prius so and it's a thousand dollars i should say this like um and i've said this before it's just like the gti is an enjoyable car but it requires german car maintenance and the the maintenance that was upcoming on this car were things like um uh, one it had an oil leak um you was... wrote here okay you've got i am oh, wait the gti's ims is timing chain guides oh my god okay yeah period we, we're looking at our podcast notes uh and yes i did write that because here's the thing like if you were i'm gauging this basically on forum posts as far as like how many there are and how many people are panicking and like the 99 page threads that don't you have things to do yeah i don't do them <laughs> uh and the big thing that people freak out about on GTIs are the timing chain guides, which um, give out at unknown mileage. Uh, and if you're going, if you're at a high enough RPM, you can basically lunch the engine. And um, it's unfortunate because, like, it's a GTI, and if you had to replace or rebuild the engine, that's kind of unfortunate. Like, not to say that it isn't a car worthwhile doing on, and also, like, estimates are, like, four to $5,000, which I don't know, like, if that's accurate, but... If that's the case, like, that's in the Porsche world, you'd be like, yes, I'd, I'd be rebuilding the engine every year if that yeah. were the case. But uh, on a GTI, I mean, that's that's a lot of money for that car um, if that happens to you. Uh, but if you want to prove, and people do do preventative maintenance, much like they do IMS bearing um, changes, it's about a $1,200 uh, a thousand to twelve hundred dollar job, depending on who you're asking. Um, that that those are the local prices around here, at least. Oh, and another thing that you, the reason that you traded into uh, unnamed direct auto house yeah. warehouse wholesaler yeah. is yeah. because you didn't want like the not I, liability, just the guilt of like this ticking time bomb just turning yeah, it into someone. This is the problem with being like uh, an automotive pedant is that uh, is that I know that I know everything now that could possibly go wrong with that car i know many things that could go wrong with that car and uh you know i had some people who were interested in this car and i probably could have sold it for a lot more than i ended up selling it for but the people who were interested weren't necessarily automotive enthusiasts who knew what they would be getting into like i didn't want to sell it to them with these things that could be impending that and honestly i tallied it up like the things that i should could do on the car upcoming in the next like couple of years probably equated to about 
dollars, not in- including the timing chain guides and uh, this oil leak, um, water pump. Uh, there's a throwout bearing noise. It requires like basically just you might as well do the and, clutch at the same time. And you know, by the time you fix all that stuff, the headliner is going to be falling down again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think at some point I'll. All of my car situations will be kind of settled where, like, I won't have to be thinking about doing something to See, a car. that's what I always think, too. Yeah. And I think that's, um, you have to be very delusional. Yeah. You have yeah. to be very delusional to think this that after true. this, it's going to be fine. This is And true. I just, I get by, I just think, this is the last thing. Yeah. Like, this Prius, this battery, this is my holy grail, this is the last thing. Not that I care. Like, I bought a very cheap Prius. Yeah. And I put, you know, not much definitely not much compared to what i'm is used to four figures yet oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah every car i don't know it's fine well i mean just because i needed tires and yeah. um you know oil like i changed some fluids got an alignment and stuff like that yeah. um i'll be doing the battery and that hybrid but then tires. it'll be then it will be done yeah because my 911 it's i just need like one more thing i'm gonna do these pukes <laughs> and then it will be done then Boy. i want to do the, the you should the never sport you balance should just, you shouldn't you shouldn't think about it when you think about like ah, this is the last thing, all that does is just jinx you because like nine other things will be waiting. Right, the right, right. But you have to just believe. Yeah, I have amazing self belief in oh, absurd man. things. You know what? Okay, so when I dropped off my car today, um, and Texas German Auto House seems to be more Mercedes oriented, but they had a bunch of air cools that uh, in their uh, service bays that they were working on, hmm. uh, including one engine out, um, and. So I was talking with them, and it's kind of a neat place to visit. Like, they had a lot of classic Mercedes. How much is a rebuild, asking for a friend? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, okay. The only reason why the engine was out was that, apparently, this uh, person had bought a 993 Cabriolet. Uh, first mistake. Uh, yes. <laughs> and um, I guess they didn't do a PPI, uh, but there was, like, a rear subframe issue there was a crack basically oh god and they discovered it after purchase and um they took the engine out and they're reinforcing it right now um but i don't think it'll be inexpensive it doesn't seem like uh but you know who knows Mm -hmm. um maybe it's simpler than it seems with the engine sitting uh on the floor um but speaking of oh go ahead yeah no 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 no. uh that's it Okay, I was going to say, I wanted to update on that. We we looked at an air-cooled, I think we talked about two episodes ago, mm-hmm. and it was a chiffon white yeah. SC, oh, and it God. went for like $60,000 on for a trailer. What in the world? Like, but also, I'm hoping that you're sending this to your significant other who was hesitant upon your purchase of the car. That's one word, yes. Yeah. But she now, still begrudges me. And she is in accounting, therefore... You should show her that now your car is worth 100% more, except this is a completely different car. Also, she's not privy to the, the maintenance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. It's fine. Everything's it's, fine. It's fine. No it's one, fine. Um, but yeah, no, I, I know why that car went for $60,000. I honestly couldn't. Like, present. I do. Present. Presentation like presentation was fine. A little bit. Presentation was fine. Mileage was what like mileage was sixty yeah, seventy thousand. Not that low. Not like not, not like, sixty right. two thousand dollars low. Right. Uh, for an SC. So, okay. What is your take? My take. Go on. 
Anytime you have the paint depth meter, <laughs> you show that paint depth meter and it goes up by 15 grand. Yeah. It just yeah. does because people, like, I I know that my car would fail the paint depth meter it will test. Now. It will now. But we'll up. go into this oh, in a second. Dear God. No, we, we won't actually. But uh, <laughs> it, mine would fail the paint depth meter thing. I think I, I think that people don't even know how to read it. I think you just see that in the oh. pictures. You just see that in the pictures. You say, oh, this is a nice car. I don't this know car what, is in perfect like, shape. 69 microns means. Oh, you don't? Okay, well, let me tell I you mean, about microns. I think microns. I know what it means, but oh, I don't think God. it's what everyone thinks it means. Oh, dear. Okay, well, this is, we're gonna, this is no longer uh, not explicit lyrics. Yeah, yeah. It just crossed the line. Thanks yeah. a lot. Sorry, we're red flag now. Yeah, so... No, I think I think when you show that paint depth meter, that's it. it I, it's it's I don't know. Ugh, I mean, you might be right. Honestly, like if you target um, the type of person who buys an air cold Porsche, i.e., you and or me, like um, probably more me than you in terms of like the stupid like things that will like kind of like put your mind at ease. Oh uh, um, yeah, probably yeah. And so, yeah, that paint depth reading, although I've seen it, like, on, like, I feel like I've seen it on, like, a tourist show listing, too, or something like that, where, granted, a fine automobile... It probably went for 15K more than it was supposed to, so it went for 19K. Yeah. Uh, And make no mistake, I would have a tourist show, Mm -hmm. Uh, but that is ridiculous. I think Um, I'm just always predisposed to look for, like, the moderately okay ones like if i had sixty two thousand dollars to spend on a car i wouldn't yeah. be looking for an sc i'd be looking for oh man like yeah. for sixty thousand dollars i'd be looking for like a, a i mean honestly like maybe like a, a gt3 of an uh you know or you i'd be looking for like so a nice 993 that's the thing is that that's so much money to buy so many cars with like between thirty and forty thousand dollars like your choices are a little bit more limited like no, no matter how rich i was i would never be buying I would never be spending sixty two thousand dollars yeah. on an SC. Oh man, no! Like that must I mean, in be in the current in the current thing. In the current who knows market. what it's yeah, like? Yeah, yeah. In exactly. Five years. Well, and but that's not the only one. Maybe chiffon white's a thing because yeah, the, the other one was one like 50. fifty. It was in the fifties. Oh my god, it was also chiffon white. Yeah, and it was a good presentation, but still, like it, it still wasn't like a fifty plus thousand dollar thing because no. you can buy. I mean, like honestly, if you're in the market for that and you're spending that kind of money, you're buying a G fifty Carrera. Uh, Probably. So, yeah, and for that money, you could also get a pretty decent one at that. Um, for sure. Or, or like, the 964 of your pick. Yeah. Or, or a, a 993. Like a decent 993C2. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, a mystery, to be sure. Like, I didn't read through the comments because the price was just so, like, mind-blowing. But I mean, I'm, I'm just predisposed to always... I would be looking for the bad examples. I'd be like, ooh, I could get a shitty 993, like, S. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I, yeah. I'm just predisposed. If I, No matter what the amount of money, I would, I, find, like, I would find, like, an okay car I've in the class. I've just been so lured to, like, the higher mileage 993s lately, just thinking, like... Man, like maybe things have been done in it now that it has one hundred and forty thousand miles or something on it. But that's probably a really bad idea, if I'm honest. Like, there's it's a good idea. You oh, should do it. Oh my god! Like, I bet you, like the majority of the majority of those, you're like encroaching on a rebuild of some kind. Top end, both top and bottom. Top trans. end gearbox headliner. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a headliner rebuild. Yeah. Um, boy. Uh, it's yeah, all of the above. Um, but anyways, I think that um, we're not mentioning the fact that like it's also on bat and like sometimes I feel like 
it's just good timing. The, the boomer tax? Yeah, the boomer tax. It's just good timing where someone's just like nostalgia, like, I'm not going to... I don't even... I mean, like, it takes more than one person for it to be a $60,000 I mean, LC. Okay, can we talk about also, like, people who, like, bid a full amount at the beginning of the auction? Like, <laughs> what is going on? Like, do you... Like, this is, like, showing up, I don't know, like, on a date with your pants, like, no pants on. Like... What is it, what is this like? No one wants this. No one wants to see this. If your intentions are, uh, maybe someone does want to see that. Maybe they do. I mean, I do. I don't have the time for romance. <laughs> um. So yeah, gentlemen, you now have instructions. Um. But yeah, people who bid like immediately when it jumps up to like twenty, thirty thousand dollars, like first day in. What is that? Um, but it's, I think, I think it's, I mean, it's the same hooligans when, when a car, when a 993 gets listed and someone bids $993, the same hooligans have no, 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 no. But I think it's those same hooligans are, I think those hooligans are, are, are getting ballsy and now they're like, Oh, I'm going to bid 20 grand. And it gives me like a rush of like, Hey, I just, I just bid $20,000. I don't have on a car. I'm not going to win. Yeah. What if they were screwing it up for someone else? I know. Uh, yeah, that might be it, actually. Although, if you're going to do that, you might as well just do, like, 20000 and 993 or 20000 and 996 Maybe they are. No one would ever bid 20000 and 996 but... Oh, yeah, because you win. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but, um, there was that... Well, speaking of which, like, there was that 99... That, uh, Grand Prix White 996. That was, was it Grand Prix White? Was it... Grand, like... No, it was Grand Prix. No. Yeah. Well, that was the listing. That's what the listing said. Huh. So, unless they were mistaken, because I'd actually never seen a Grand Prix white. Maybe it was paint sample or something. Um, it still, it still looked very white, bluish. white. Yeah, yeah bluish. White, bluish. Like yeah. Grand Prix white is pretty warm. Like when it's, it's next warm. to an actual yeah. white thing, it's like oh. I thought though because the interior they also listed as black might actually be blue, but it showed bluish. So I didn't know if it was like a white balance thing, where it, it, most pictures that are. I bad mean, I always have like the interior you can't you really can't tell if the interior is blue gray or black because yeah. it's like blown out yeah but that 1993 or 996 did look pretty good it, it looked really good yeah. the white is so such a stunning color because it it's so unusual on the cars and then it had the the clear um mid lci oh, sort of I mean, it's the first generation 996, but the, the cleared yeah. rears and the cleared fronts, yeah. and it, it looks really and good. Here's the thing is that, like, I commented, and I was expecting, like, maybe uh, a counter comment to this, that I said that, like, the white almost makes that 996 uh, look almost like a classic a little bit, because it was the first gen with the uh, classic fried eggs. Um, and the thing is that I... They've really grown on me, and I actually prefer that to the point twos or mm. LCI, if you will. I will. Uh, yeah. Uh, like I mainly because they look like GT ones. Like the nostalgia yeah. and the association is really strong for me with those headlights. Um, and I think it's a cleaner shape. And plus, yeah, I love the turbo twists, like the eighteen-inch turbo twists. I I, turbo I, twist. I owned a car with yeah. them. I love them. I I love the headlights. I like all of it, and I have I have driven like a '97 Carrera 2S, and it was a great car. But it's like it, if you're looking at a scale, like 
that the last nine nine three is closer to a nine nine six than uh, a nine nine one is to a nine nine six. I, I mean, agree. it's it's like you get into you get into a nine nine three. It's like uh, it doesn't feel that different yeah. from a nine nine six. You've got very similar interiors, and similar the, materials, and everything. Like it's the same company built that I car. I feel like the detractors who are still on the anti nine nine six like wave. The momentum is slowing on that now. Like there is, I felt like it was just built up, and people were just kind of riding the same like right the same movement uh, basically. And now that like you know, I think people are no no I agree. Around. I th- I think we're I think we're past that, but I think it's yeah. like there's also there's now the thing you're fighting is that there's so many bad 996s like it's the, it's been the yeah, cheap 911 for like, a long enough time yeah. that it's like there is a it's million the, bad ones it's the buy here pay here you're like fighting you're fighting against just like okay it's a good car but where will i find a good one yeah. because a lot of them are, are junk that's just it like when a good one shows up like um they look amazing like it's if it's well kept and there was one that sold on bat for like uh it was a 99 or 2000 uh, with lowish, like pretty low miles, so like pre LCI, yeah, pre LCI, like um, I think it was like thirty thousand miles or something, but it sold for thirty thousand plus, which is wow. astonishing for a C two. I mean, uh, and I don't know what that represented. Like, I didn't read the comments, so I don't know if like there was something that made that stand out. But like, that's that's a pretty good benchmark. Yeah. Um. So I wonder what the most desirable nine nine six color. Oh. is because i mean i think hmm. you and i probably think like silver or white look among the among the best polar but it's also super good. common a polar silver isn't it polar no well there's silver and polar silver is the blue silver oh polar silver is yeah. amazing right. on everything yeah, but right. i mean silver is very common yeah. there's also, or silver is extremely common yeah. like i don't think anyone was doing paint to sample on 996s i can't Where? picture it. if they were it was like a super 90s color yeah. like like Arena Red, which is a '90s color, which wasn't painted sample. That right, right. But that. I mean, so, I just mean something like that. Yeah. You would paint it like, oh, I want you know, yeah. metallic and navy blue. Nine nine six is basic, like base nine nine six C twos. The point ones look great in Arena Red, like that really makes it look. Like a I think they look great in like Speed Yellow. Oh my god, I think god. they look I amazing. Do too. They look so good. Uh, the basic, for whatever reason, I think the base point ones look good in Speed Yellow. And then nine nine six uh, turbos look really good in speed yellow. They do. I yeah. would always need if I had a career. I'd always need to have the the clear fried eggs and the clear mm-hmm. tail lights. When mm-hmm. I had a nine eight six Boxster S, I had. It's very strange. Like it was a two thousand one. It came with the with the clear uh, front fried eggs. It and it had the amber in the tail lights, and I replaced it with a slightly later tail lights. OEM, yeah. of course. None, none of that eBay LED stuff. I am very familiar with uh, the Boxster taillight um, lineage, but I think you pointed it out to me once, and then I probably forgot it. Yeah, well, it was just there was amber, and then there, yeah. later there wasn't. I tell you what, the like nine nine uh, nine eight sixes are like looking really good nowadays. Um, in my opinion. Especially, like, well, obviously, uh, completely unmodified, because if you modify a 986 oh, yeah. boxer... Even with Porsche tech equipment trademark, yeah. oh, it's a road to hell. Ugh. Trust but me. Also, the 2.5s are really enticing. I don't know why, but, like... Do, they have fewer failures no, than well, they're, the they're, other that's M96 family. Too, but, like, the simplicity, too, though, mm-hmm. like, 
that I don't know. There's something about it that you know, if you, if you want to refer to one of these water cooled cars as classic ish, like I feel like that's really like it's not that fast. Mm-hmm. It's definitely slow car fast territory because I think it had like a hundred and ninety something. I forget something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but man, like it, it, the simplistic shape, um, because people usually have base wheels on those too. Like. I kind of like the idea of those. Like that's a, I feel like that would be a really enjoyable car to have. You say slow car fast, but this is like a car we're talking with the same horsepower as an SC, eh. roughly the same weight and more grip. It's all relative. Better I balance. Mean, like, uh, okay, we're trying to apparently stick to an outline here. No, uh, no, 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 no. no, I, no, I, no, I, no. I, I love talking about 996s. You lectured me. What? Like prior to this. Oh, God. So um, so where, where, where are we on this? Could we list talk about our literature and then oh come my back? God. Okay. Okay. Literature time. Yes. All right. If Who you want to start? forego, I do, obviously. If you want to forego, mine is good enough to... <laughs> I am so excited about this. This is a lot. <sighs> I mean, you're, one of these is going to like traumatize me with like a Jugs or something. Jugs today, magazine. Today is that day. Oh, my God. Yeah. Get ready for some centerfold. Oh, no. <sighs> okay. Now, yes. a little bit of backstory. Like I said, I'm going to need about 20 minutes. Oh, so, God. some God. backstory. Last year, uh, or early this year, I'm not sure, I brought you mm. a 1995 yes. Camry brochure. I recall. Yes, with the coupe. But I am okay. obsessed with the coupe. We are obsessed with the coupe. Okay, we should say something about like this obsession, by the way. Uh, is that it's totally normal and requires <laughs> no discussion. It's the XV10 Camry, and there, there is much discussion about this in many of our group threads, um, group text You're threads. You're really making a good case here. Yeah, it's it's terrible. But we'll go into this further. But okay, so... Do go on. I brought I brought you this 1995 Camry brochure, and I was... Th- I, I bought it um, on the eBay, and I bought it because I was like, there's going to be Camry Coupe in here. They showed Camry Coupe in the... You know, in, in the photo gallery, there's Camry Coupe spread. Yeah. So I'm like, yes. It was a little underwhelming mm. because it was a full Camry brochure. It had maybe one, two pages about the coupe. Yes. Today, I have... Toyota Scepter. Oh, my God. This is station wagon and coupe only. Whoa. So the Scepter is... The special cars. Is Exactly. The Scepter is the Japanese uh, Toyota Camry. Oh. And... As they say, Pinteresting. No one says that. I don't know. You, we've got a giant spread here with the coupe and the wagon. Holy shit. It's amazing. And so here's the crazy Actually, thing. yeah, that looks really cool. It looks amazing. The cool thing is they, ha- they all have California plates. These are right-hand oh, drives with California plates. Because they were designed probably in California. They were, and they were marketed as such. Oh. I watched a Japanese commercial for the wagon what? where they called, like, it's from America. <laughs> like, it was a commercial in Japan, for Japan, for the Scepter wagon and it's like it's marketed as from america do you think people in japan are like you know this is a usdm import look at this we've got we've got the, Whoa, the wagon in front of the san, san francisco, francisco skyline with california plates right hand drive look at the looking good wheels. amazing look at these m parallels these are these are basically m parallels yeah. four times as thick and yeah. one eighth the diameter yeah that's amazing oh my god it's it's, I got oh, this. Did you notice the wagon has the dual wipers? Whoa, in the it's back? got dual I did not notice that. Yeah. 
That's a trademark of the uh, XV10 Camry wagon. Every page in this is just full, glorious spreads. Okay, also, this is another one of the wagons. I need some This is action. a little bit mind-blowing that they had the right-hand drive car here. I, I know. I, I like wondered to, myself to if... To shoot these in San Francisco. Everything about this. I told you we need 20 minutes, and we might need to bump that up. Oh, my God. I told you. This is this is the coupe in San Francisco. Yeah. Right-hand drive. It looks amazing. So I think... I yeah. think... I, I, I want to pursue a Scepter coupe. Yeah. I Wait. want to own one. Oh, my God. Well, you're coming up on the time where you... Because I have established that pretty much all of the... All of the uh, the Camry coupes are in pretty rough shape. I kind of love that you want to import this like very uh, undesirable car, but it's desirable to our circle. Uh, oh my god! Look at all these. Look at this. There's a. There's, I told you there was a uh, pullout and, spread. Yeah. Uh, I apologize, listen. My Fisher Pay Hell refrigerator is like it has a diesel engine so you that's, can probably hear that in the background actually that's my stomach yeah oh dear lord i had chili uh, earlier oh no uh, um yeah, look at that look at motion this. blur picture on the, on yeah, the uh, steering amazing. wheel look at these uh, accessories oh my I, god okay wait can we turn back to this over here yes uh look at the okay that is from the es300 the climate control display this looks like your key yeah well not as nice <laughs> uh but uh, in America, the, like the Camry, the XV10 Camry didn't have like automatic climate control. Wow! And so, but this is from the ES300. So apparently, it's good enough for Japan, but not good enough for here. What was the Wyndham? Um, the Wyndham, I think, was what the e, uh, ES300 actually was. So oh, okay. It was just like a, a upscale uh, version. Like, look of at this right-hand drive. It's in. I mean, that's in San Francisco. That's not faked. No. It's got like a a blur. I mean, this was all nineteen. I think That's the year blowing. was nineteen ninety two for this, I, or ninety four. I think, it, like, you've got this photo of it hustling through downtown San Francisco, right hand yeah. drive towards the camera, California plates. I wonder if like they like returned the cars back to Japan, or they just pushed them into the bay. Um, probably right. both. Yeah. Like, uh, look at this! Wow! Look at all these coupes. Look at those. The coupes. 3.0 G, the 2.2. Wow. I don't think that we. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know that the coupe ever came in the V6, the three liter V6 here. It did. Did it? Mm -hmm. All right, you're the expert. Uh, what is and the and the wagon's really cool too. The wagon don't get me cool. wrong. I'm just. I I love the coupe so much. I know you do. Um. Oh, so is this? This is the. This is pre-LCI. Or no, post-LCI. post-LCI. This is the LCI. Because it's got the two taillights. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have the light bar. It doesn't have the light bar. Yeah. What was the Torchinsky term for that? I a, was trying to think about lang, that. Lang, or like a heck, something heck. Heck brow or something like that. Yeah. Heckin, heckin cool, that's what that is. Anyway, this <laughs> is pretty amazing, isn't yeah. it? No, that's actually very cool. Like, okay, so I, I was pretty I disappointed with the other brochure. Sorry this, to everybody I'm... who does not actually, like, know our really weird obsession with the XV10 Camry. No, uh, okay, so so Chris grew up obsessed with the XV10 Camry somehow. Um, I know literally everything about them. Because I, it, it doesn't really matter okay, why. Wait, no, okay, wait, wait. We have to talk about this no. because uh, every car nerd enthusiast um 
you probably had like a car that you were obsessed with as a kid that was a very like normcore car, but it was because um, like your parents had it or your relatives had it or like a close neighbor or friend's parents had it. And that was the thing for me is that um, my best friend's mom bought like a brand new 94 XV10 Camry. Ooh. And I thought it was in my parents at the time had a Volvo 740 GLE, an 85, and a 1990 Ford Taurus. And like that Camry seemed so well built in comparison. Like I was astonished. And they also had a Previa. And you were obsessed with the LS400 and the Celsius yeah, back then. Yeah, and the Camry was like, oh, this is the next step. And like it did it seem like the like logical, logical. It did. It felt like a logical like translation of that like it felt as high quality to me in my kid mind Mm -hmm. as an ls400 uh because it had like the same window switches the same like radio like buttons etc um and i also thought their previa was super cool yeah uh just because like it was such a weird spaceship design and um even then as we do now appreciate the mid-engined uh minivan that is the previa uh but they did not have an all-track uh, or an SC all track or SC was it an all track? I think it might have been. Anyways, um, they had just the LE, the four cylinder. Oh, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. Well, but actually, so all of these cars that I've just mentioned now, like I've had an obsession with Volvos as a result of that. I've had an obsession with the tour shows as a result of that, and then I've had like an unfortunate like affliction that is an interest in the xv10 camry and the previa well the previa is cool uh the xv10 is cool i you yeah okay you have helped me appreciate it i my connection is that in 2010 one of my closest friends shared with me yes he showed i mean he i disputed it he said there's there was a coupe of the camry and oh, I said no you thought it was a mystical i didn't know it existed it's one of those things where it it's it's so absurd to say this i didn't know and i knew every car on sale for the past 20 years. And I didn't know the Camry Coupe existed because I'd probably seen dozens of them and it looks exactly the same as the sedan. And I just found that so remarkable that it's this car that is basically invisible and it's so unique and, and so is. weird and people don't know it existed. And what's weird is like, who was the demographic for a two door Camry? Like, I don't know. Uh, like, I have seen thousands of XV10 Camrys in my life. Probably hundreds of thousands, personally, with my eyes. Yep. And I feel like I've seen coupes, a, like, Never. 15 times total. And every time, I've sent you a picture. You, because it's all been recent. There's one in your neighborhood. There is one in my neighborhood. Uh, I would love to own one. And I have planted the seed of... I have told Laura, I was like, what if a Scepter was our next car? I would love the idea of a low-mile Scepter you coupe. You heard it here first. Auto, automotive influencer Kevin McCauley would like a XV10 Camry. Shall we make this a reality somehow? I think we should. Yeah, we should. I'll need to wait till the Prius battery dies. It already has. So uh, Again, the, the time after I die. replace it. But, you know. Okay. Do you have any more about... you? Something about the Celsius and the Lexus Specialist. Oh, my God. That was a good segue. That was a good segue. Yeah. Smooth. Very smooth, mm-hmm. if you will. 
Uh, <laughs> I was pouring alcohol at the same time. Yeah. You, I can't. Um, so we're like hitting the mic stand a lot this evening. So you're going to hear like a lot of that. Uh, that was literally an accident and, but timely. Uh, so I had mentioned to Kevin previously that, um, cause the thing that I do, the thing that I do every time I get a car, a mark that I don't know, a brand that I don't, I'm not super familiar with, um, I'll find like, I'll, I will attempt to find the person who is most familiar, like a shop that is most familiar with the brand. And the problem with, uh, a Toyota Celsius. Oh, wow. Sorry. Apparently I've been talking outside of the mic for quite a while. Thanks for the indication, Kevin. I was frantically pointing. Did you not see the flares I was holding up? Yeah. Well, uh, okay. So if you can imagine, it's (laughs) very difficult to find a, an actual Lexus specialist, but not just a Lexus specialist, but one that like, uh, has expertise with vintage Lexuses. Lexi? I don't know. Uh, so the Toyota Celsius obviously is a, a domestic, so it's not a, a Lexus, but it is a Lexus in that it's the same, it's identical to the LS400, USDM LS400, and I honestly, I, I know it's a, it is a relatively simple car by modern standards, but I wanted someone who had experience with them to tell me everything that could possibly go wrong, and then I would take care of it over time. Um, and so there is one place in town, um, that was supposedly a Lexus specialist. So I took it to them and I should have taken the fact that they freaked out about the car itself, like that they hadn't seen a nineties Lexus style car since the nineties, uh, to be a bad indicator. And that basically nowadays all they work on are like, RXs and RX three thirties, yeah, the droopy ones, yeah. Which like so basically, I took it there. They did like a post purchase inspection of sorts. Um, they did an oil change, but it, which it already had one uh, as part of the process, and um, I got nothing back. Like I I knew more like on first drive about like what probably should be replaced than they told me. So it was a waste of. Did like, they tell you anything about the air suspension? They told me nothing about the air suspension because they don't, I guess they do deal with it still. Um, but um, yeah, so it was pretty useless. Uh, lesson learned that there's no such thing as a Lexus specialist. Um, so they don't break, Chris. They just yeah, work. Definitely. Um, so I'm left to deal with, um, I'm sorry, I'm left to figure out the maintenance plan myself uh and it's fine um so uh what <laughs> kevin is pointing at things and kevin just say things i don't know what i'm looking at i don't even know oh okay sorry this is like this is we're trying to be organized for one this is actually the best it's ever been yeah and it's turning out terribly because he's just like He's like making frantic air motions with his hands. It looks um, like you were done. Yeah. So w- this thing. So we we're using Asana now. God, which no, is, no. Just sorry. We're using a pen and notepad. We're not even doing that. We're writing things on napkins. Sorry. We're not even doing that. We're writing things on our hands. And yeah. We're trying to read this between the smudges. I have a courier pigeon on its way to you. Yeah. So uh, uh, things that 
might be happening. So with the Kevin, this is a terrible transition. So uh, <laughs> whose fault is that? I know. So he where he showed me a thing that I sent him, which was a screen cap of an eBay receipt. Um, I was intrigued, and I would like to know more. Okay. And now I would like. Would to Would you know like more. to subscribe to my newsletter? Uh, okay. So I thought I was. Well, you're not. So what we're looking at is a an eBay receipt for a part that I purchased for the E91 because, of course, I have to make a project out of everything. Um, I'm going to do a, a heated seat retrofit. Like, as in, like... Are these... you aware mm. that yes. we live mm. in mm. <laughs> Houston, Texas, yes. where it is currently... Yes. Um, let's, do, let's see Did what you... a live... Okay. Let's see what a live weather thing says Did it is. Did you know that I actually turned on heated seats today it is 83 degrees uh-huh. this is the coldest it will get for the next six months kevin i'm a baby chick tomorrow will be 95 degrees the next like, day it will be 95 degrees the next day it will be 95 degrees the next day it'll be 93 today degrees what of this the day after that it will be 96 degrees i yell at listings whenever i look at cars and they don't have the heated seats opted because it was like a 400 dollar option because they had to be a man. How are you going to deal with an air-cooled car? I don't know. It's hot. It It's hot by nature because That's it has true. bad AC. Okay. Yeah. That, yes. yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, because the E91 is going to be my daily driver, um, I want to do a heated seat retrofit. And I know, like, this is one of those things where it's, like, not a... This is not... It, this improves the driving experience of the car none whatsoever, but... It's one of these things, I mean, everyone has one of these things, right? Like, there's a convenience feature in a car that's not necessary unless you're, like, a mad commenter on, like, right. a post about, like, new technology, like, on Jalopnik or on Bat or something about, like, I well, rear view cameras, like, the devil's work. Can you, um, re- can you retrofit um, comfort yes. access? No. I have looked this up, actually. Do I you would have love a backup that. camera? No. Really? No. It's a 2011 BMW. What screen did you see in my car that wasn't like <sighs> one megapixel? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No. The car has no features. Okay. Uh, so um, I would love comfort access, though. I wish that was a thing. And I know. And that's one of those like old man rants that people have in comment sections. Like, well, I love inserting the key and it's great. And like, I don't understand. But honestly, if you've ever had keyless go on a car, like smart key, it is amazing. Like, it changes your life. You have this now in the Prius. Tell yeah. me that it isn't amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. The car, I, I want a car, I want this car to not be an event. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is not an event. Not an event. I don't even yeah. realize I'm driving a car. No. I haven't had, like, keyless go in a car since when I owned a Prius. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine with inserting a key on the Porsche. I prefer inserting yeah, inserting right, the key. Right. But yeah, no, Laura, yeah. Laura, we have a Mini also in yeah. our household. Yeah, and the Mini, it's like you have to dock yeah. the key, but it, it doesn't <laughs> like really the need to be. It's the yeah. same thing. It doesn't really need to be there. Yeah. it would be so much better without it. I know. And it's stupid because there's, there's a start button. You might as right, well. Right. But BMW wants to charge you for literally everything, including folding seats. I can't believe seats. it doesn't have a backup camera. It's, 2011 BMW and okay. Who, who All right, okay, buddy. It's fine. All right, you want to run the company? Uh, anyway, so I'm gonna gonna I'm gonna attempt to do. Well, here's the thing: is that like my plans for the car are such like it's pretty fine mechanically speaking. I am likely going to do it a, a three stage intake manifold. So 
basically converting it into a 330i wagon, which we never got here. And that's how, a, how are you going to get the extra 0.2 displacement? Because <laughs> it's a 320. Because numbers mean things. Oh. Uh, yeah. So they're all three liters, and you can do this, and it gives you like a, a pretty good like 30 horsepower boost. And my old car was a 330i, and there's a noticeable difference. Obviously, this car is a little bit heavier. Um, so I'm kind of looking forward to doing that, and I think it should be relatively simple. Uh, the other things I'm going to do are more accessible. Are you going to have someone do that, or are we going to be attempting this? Yeah, no. I want the car to function, so oh, someone okay. else is going to do this. Okay. Um, and the other, th- <laughs> the other things I'm going to do, I'm going to retrofit the sport seats, because this is a non-sport car, and if anyone's ever driven a BMW with sport seats, they are, in fact, really amazing. What are you going to do with those old seats? I don't know. Should I turn them into like a terrible like straight man's version of living room furniture? Living yeah, room furniture. Yeah. Yeah. We can. Those can be our podcast seats. Um. Yeah. Or put them in my Prius. Yeah. Do you want to do that? You can do that. They have like their power and they have lumbar support, which your car does not. Your car has like one direction. My car has the it's worst. Like, what, it has the worst it once, seats I've you ever just sat it forward, in. It doesn't go back. It's like the, one I, way. The only set seats that I sat in that were worse, and I can only say. I'm pretty sure. My, my parents used to have a LCI Mazda Millennia, mm. and it had the worst seats I've ever felt. Mm. Uh, yeah, Mazda seats are not great, but the rest, yeah, yeah everything else is pretty good. Right I now. mean, I think I think if you were in a Miata or something more sporty, I think it'd be better. Uh, maybe. Really? I, I've never sat in a Miata seat. But I think, yeah. I think a 2001 Millennia was kind of a low point for yeah. seat ergonomics. Yeah. Um, so... Hang on, I haven't finished with what I'm gonna do with this E91 because, but the short, the list is short. I and everyone else has two doubt. Oh dear but lord, go um, on. Um, I'm gonna complete the sport package thing. Save with the suspension. I'm kind of okay with how wallowy it is now, based on the bad roads around here. I may firm it up later because there's one leaky strut that I'm gonna replace and maybe overhaul the whole thing with. I don't know, coilovers or something. Um, Ooh. Yeah, we'll see. I want to drop it like just very slightly, maybe mm. like. Uh, 10 millimeters. Um, but other than that, I'm going to do a sport wheel conversion as well. The only issue with that is that BMW was included in the Takata recall and the ability to find... Oh, I thought you meant sport wheels. No. Oh, like to 18s, but you were talking about steering yeah. wheel. I think I'm going to keep these wheels small. They're the 17s, um, the two style 285s, I think. Um, and I'm pretty okay with them. I would, I actually do like the M Sport wheels, uh, two, style 280, I'm going to make up something, 287. Yeah, um, 287s are yeah. great. Uh, but those look really good, except that, like, I'd have to upgrade, um, to a wheel with less sidewall, and right now I'm enjoying the reprieve from, like, <laughs> hard suspension. Even the Celsius is crashy compared to this car. Wow. So, um, I'm okay with it for now. I'm just enjoying the fact that it's a six-speed with the straight six. Doesn't that... the Celsius have 15s? Yeah. Wow. They're 15s. 15, so the sidewall on that is significant. Um, but the... Sport steering wheel. I'm hoping that I can find a non shrapnel engulfed uh, airbag. That way I can actually do the sport wheel conversion, a sport steering wheel conversion. And then maybe that's it. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. We have so, one last thing I just wanted oh to touch God. on for five seconds. Okay. Um, these. Oh, the 992. Nine, wow. That was 
amazing delivery. Mm. The Porsche 992, 911. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I hate it mechanically because I don't really like the any turbos? of the turbocharged yeah. on all the regular Carrera models. Um, I, I, I shudder every time I hear like the fake uh, overrun noises. Right. They're real overrun. They're just forced. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I really love this. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I like the way it looks. I like, like this, the I cut lines. Too. I like the shut lines. I actually, like, I was debating whether or not I liked the fact that they're kind of going retro with this because they're obviously embracing a thing that their I mean, customers... I mean, it's super modern, but it's a different approach where yeah. the cut lines, where the hood is just kind of squared okay. off into the bumper and you've got these cut lines I to the think, fenders. Oh, the only thing I don't like, and I hope that it's not... A production thing. We're looking at the same images that everyone has been looking at. It's a it's a navy blue. Yeah. It's a bright blue. It's in like, I think, likely Germany somewhere. Uh, but uh, you do get a good, a pretty clear view of everything, and I, we have no idea if this is an actual production um, model. But I don't like those vents in the front. Um, I don't know if that's going to be the final thing but that's a little busy and they look like active shutters or something it's got it definitely it yeah um my friend will and i were looking at these it definitely has active shutters okay but that's like an arrow thing where it's like oh you can cut fuel economy good observation it definitely has arrow shutter active shutters yeah but the thing is they don't look subtle like they look like they're supposed to be mechanical right i i i i'm not i'm okay with that i wonder if this middle section will be blocked off or be more integrated to the body in like the non S or something. Yeah, but yeah, I mean say. the whole lower. I bet you there's going to be like a camera there for like things, technology. Right, right. But I mean the whole lower front is all just like air inlets. Yeah. I just wish it were just, it's the cars around and the, sh- like the intake uh, areas are so square. It, it It's no, a little unbecoming. It's kind of like the discussion we have about, the Carrera 3.2s and how they have like these fixed rectangular fog lamps and everything else is round on the car. Mm-hmm. I get that sensation from this, but I love the taillight. I like the good. I like the bridge taillight. Yeah, I like that. I I'm still kind of I like. Okay, here's the thing. Even on the even though 991.2s um, engines, we have kind of uh, maybe a holdout on, but like I do like the retro nod. The vertical slats versus the horizontal. I do, I do too. I do too. So I think it looks good here on the 992. Um, but, and, you know, it took me a second because I couldn't tell if I liked that nod to that flat cut line for the front trunk, not frunk, um, which is a nod back to older cars, which is kind of cool. Look at, look at this. There's creases in the hood that's yeah, a nod uh, to the uh fresh air vent oh yeah and, and, and a classic 911 this is the first we've ever seen in and this. look at this because you know how like modern 911s the headlights obviously aren't as pronounced in profile as classic ones um there is room for a um fried egg i hope they between the headlight and the trunk line I hope they reintroduce the fried egg Ooh, a retro fried egg i yeah. think yeah i think they're gonna do that and i think that we're just seeing a pre-production. Yeah. It, okay, wait. They're misleading us. You have this. seen 996s with like um, round light com- like conversions. Not conversions, but like 
modifications that right, are right, very right. bad. Like a, like a fitted piece yeah. that like covers it. That almost reminds me of that. No. Which ruins a little bit, but um because like there's so much space between the hood lines and uh the headlight, but no, I, it's not I, as bad as that for sure. I, I, I like the it, it does remind me of a classic. Yeah. And then the interior too. The interior has that kind of like forward leaning mm-hmm. um uh aesthetic that the classics had. Yeah. Which um, I think it, that's cool. I like I that. Do too. I, I like do that. too. I the do too. The big screens, I mean, like, I know that we have to have big screens now. It's fine. Or the digital gauges for that. Like, I know we have to have them now because it's just what sells cars. But I'm less, I'm kind of less inclined um, to like those. Um, for sure. Yeah. But it's fine. Um, anyways, yeah. So I, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's There's some details that I'm not into, but like overall, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anyways, we're coming up. Uh, I think I think we're uh, yeah, um, on a podcast here. So, um, oh, we should say. Um, oh right, we have a closing that we have to say, but we always forget to say it. Go on, Kevin. Okay, well, uh, please check out our Instagram. Instagram. Uh, we are at new for 96. And then if you have questions or correspondence, you could send it to the link from the Instagram or you could, or you send it to new for 96 at gmail.com. And that is 96 spelled out. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. is extra complicated, but we don't N- want emails. I-G-H- we do not. T-N-E-Y. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. 96, um, popular spelling, mm-hmm. uh, dot com. Yeah, and uh, please also Gmail in there. Please uh, do not review us. No, it would be for the best of you. Yeah, didn't. I so. saw that people are reviewing us. No, okay, no. yeah, all right. I mean, based you on know. the first ones we've seen, I think it'd be better if no yeah. one reviewed us. Yeah, who didn't like that one thing? Sorry about like the curse words. Just kidding. Anyways, um, thanks for listening. All right, cue the music. Yep. <laughs>